Welcome to The Confidence Project. My name is Liam and I have made it my mission to skyrocket your confidence across body, mind and everything in between. I want this podcast to inspire you so that you have the self-belief and motivation to become the best version of yourself. Thank you so much for listening and embarking on what's going to be an incredible journey for the both of us. Let's take you from where you are now to where you want to be. Yes, legends, once again we are back. Wednesday's come and gone and we're here for episode 22. Fun fact, 22 is my favourite number, born on the 22nd of February, so, you know, put it in your diaries. Um, But I want to do an episode today that was actually requested by a client. It might have been four to six weeks ago, really, but I was just waiting for the right time to do it. Um, But Lindsay, this one's for you. Um, And this is an episode about how we can bounce back and I think it's quite a relevant time to do this. The reason being, I find, and if you listen to this, hopefully you agree, that summertime, everyone's quite on it, and we get what we'd almost call a honeymoon period. Um, Now, obviously, you know, summer's here, you're getting ready for a holiday, let's say, and you're quite motivated, you're quite on it, but then quickly, that motivation sort of zaps and the honeymoon period fades away, Um, and with that comes setbacks. So I think this is the perfect opportunity to speak about how we can bounce back. Now, the irony of this episode is I've started this intro about five times where people coming through the door, I had a sneezing fit, um, but how do we bounce back? Well, we just try again in this case, but I want to share with you five ways that we can bounce back. These may overlap, but these are all based on my experience, what I've learned, what I've done, what I've seen, what I've felt, but if even one of them resonates with you and you can take it away, then brilliant, I'd be absolutely buzzing. Now, the first thing I would say is that I often think a bounce back tends to come from a bad decision. So in order to figure out how we can bounce back, I almost think we need to put ourselves in a position where we get to the real root of the problem. Um, So this is something I'm really going to explore. Obviously, there are things that are out of your control. Um, And again, we can look at how we can bounce back from them. But the first thing and the first point I'd really, really like to make before we even get into these five things is it all starts with you. It all starts with a decision that's either going to benefit or hinder you. And then it can almost snowball from there. So would you rather have a snowball effect where when you're feeling good, you keep feeling good. And then these decisions that you make have a knock-on effect in a positive manner or equally, as soon as you make that one bad decision, it all goes a little bit pear-shaped. And to give you an example... Let's say you've uh, had a a good breakfast and you've been productive with your day, then you're likely to go to the gym that day and have a good lunch and you want to keep this feel-good factor up. But let's say that you've gone to the office at work and everyone's got sandwiches in and you've had a big full English or a big sausage and bacon butty and you've sacked off your overnight oats. Then you think, well, the damage is done. What the heck? I'm just going to go down this route and I'll start again tomorrow. Um, this is almost an episode about how we can like combat that. So I'd really like to sort of explore all the metrics of health and fitness. But like I said, they will overlap. But ultimately, this comes down to you. And that example I gave is actually point number one. Um, and I want you to accept that food is probably one of the biggest catalysts to how you feel. It's the one that pulls the strings. It's the thing you do the most often, you know. We're eating, you know, anywhere between three and six meals a day, depending on who you are, what your goals are, etc. And the foods that you eat, the quality and the quantity can really dictate your mood, your energy, your drive, whether you're quite up for the day or whether you're quite down for the day. Um, But the one thing I would say is that if you do have a bad day, 
accept that food is food. Of course it is. But often we can really beat ourselves up about having a couple of extra biscuits or not drinking enough water is another example. Or, you know, like I say, having that breakfast sandwich at work, if that's the case. Or you haven't hit your five portions of fruit and veg. And, and often food, you know, I feel like because of social media, there's a, there's a lot of like, you must do this, you must do that. You've got to do this in order to achieve X. You don't have to do anything. You do what works best for you. Food is meant to be enjoyed. And just accept that some foods will prove to be more beneficial than others. And it's how do we get to that point. But if you ever feel guilty about food, then quite simply don't. There's no need to feel guilty about food. It's what habits can we build? How can we put ourselves in a position where we create a good relationship with food? And the incentive that I'd use there is actually we know that when we eat the good foods, the clean foods, the lean foods, the colourful foods, the foods high in protein, the carbohydrates, as opposed to all the sort of sugary trans fat food, then we're going to feel so much better. An example being, you know, let's have, you know, an apple over a chocolate bar. I don't know, you know, something with a little bit of goodness and that can actually give back as opposed to just a bar of sugar. But equally, like I said, food is food. And that one chocolate bar, you know, those couple of extra biscuits, they're not going to make a difference. And if you want them, you want them because you want them. You know, that's what you enjoy. For me, I love ice cream. Like, I'm not going to take ice cream out of my diet. But what I'm going to do is manipulate it and not have it seven times a week. I'm also maybe going to choose the lower calorie ice cream. And, you know, you can get like the Halo Top or Aldi even do their own brand where, you know, it's like less than 400 calories a tub. There might be 15 grams of protein in it. I'm taking it. If it can fit in my calories, my macros, then brilliant. But the one thing I would say about food now is you've got to remember how it will make you feel. So this is how I would bounce back. I would look at, you know, if I'm at this fork in the road and if I'm choosing between an apple and a big big old chocolate bar, then I will almost affiliate that with the apple will benefit me and the chocolate bar will potentially hinder me um, because the apple is full of nutrients and the good stuff and it's green and it's clean, whereas the chocolate bar is just like, say, a bar of sugar. But again, you pick your battles, you know, we wouldn't expect you to choose the apple over the chocolate bar every time, but if we can keep doing that, then brilliant. If we kept going down the chocolate bar route, then like I said before, your emotions, your feelings will snowball into something where... You know, you might end up writing the weekend off because on Friday night you've had your chocolate bar over your apple and then you think, well, well I'm going to start Monday. Well, as Peter Kay said, there's a 52 Mondays in the year, so what are we going to do then? We'll start Monday. We'll start Monday. If you haven't heard that skit, go listen to it because it's pretty good. Um, and we actually got Peter Kay tickets for 2025, so <laughs> I'm counting down the days. Um, but I have heard great things about that. But the, like I say, the one point I'd really try to get you to resonate with here is that if you've made a bad decision with your food, just quite simply nip it in the bud. Like it is what it is, food's meant to be enjoyed. You've made that decision because you probably wanted it and you craved it, that's fine. Give in to your cravings, just try to make a habit of it, draw a line under it, we go again. Equally, let the incentive be that if we can eat the better foods and then we can almost leapfrog this hurdle that's emerged, then we're gonna feel so much better. Um, and that's just a real point that I'd, I'd hopefully sits with you. Of course, it's easier said than done, they all are, but if you're beating yourself up about food, you don't need to because like I said, food is food and just accept it. It's meant to be enjoyed. We move on from it. You don't need to attach any stigma to it, any, you know, any military sort of regimented routine to it. It doesn't have to be a certain way. It's just, it is what it is and you can go enjoy it. So food is food, accept it for what it is. How do we bounce back? Remember next time how it will make you feel. Remember that if you have the 
the crap choices, the foods that are full of sugar and fat, then you're probably going to feel a bit crap and that will reflect your ref- that will reflect on your reflection on life. Um, and equally, if you make the good choices, then your outlook on life will be much more positive. You'll feel much better. And that's the big thing I would say there. Now, point number two is zoom out. That's how I'd sort of frame this one. Now, if you've got a problem and you're really stressing about it, and that could be, I don't know, you've got a problem at work, you've got, uh, you feel guilty for not training, again, you've eaten poorly, whatever that will be, then zoom out. Is it really a problem? So you haven't been to the gym today, so what? So you've eaten that chocolate bar over an apple, so what? So you're feeling a little bit down, it's not the end of the world, because you've got to look at how many days you've embarked upon your journey, so let's just say that you've started this health, fitness, well-being journey in January, I don't know, and we're now at the very back end of June, well, we've pretty much done six months, and out of those six months, you know, what was that, 180-ish days, you know, how many of them days have we really, you know, messed up, how many have been red flag days? Probably not that many. How many have been absolutely brilliant and how many have have you just got by? And weigh it up and basically, if we can have more good days than bad days, then brilliant. Now, if we have zoomed out and you can almost, you know, take someone else's perspective on your day, like, think about what would someone else say to you? Like, okay, let's say you've stressed at a meeting at work or something hasn't gone to plan, I don't know. Whatever your problem is, then look at the other problems in the world and like, is it really a problem? Is it just a blip? You know, it's, it's one, you know, needle in a haystack. It's it's one tiny dent in, in what otherwise has been a pretty flawless journey. You know, if you've been on it, like I said, to use that example of six months and even one week of that six months all in all, you know, after two weeks, I don't know, have been write-offs. Then so what? Because how many weeks have you actually been on it? And life is life, you know, stuff that you don't want to happen will unfortunately happen that is inevitable we can't ever have a perfect run at it and therefore it's not worth getting bogged down on the problems that or the other problems that you perceive and, and like I say often enough when I speak to clients like when I give them my perspective on their problem it's like well is it really a problem so so what you've had full fat sausages over over lean sausages who cares do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter at all. So what, you've had the chocolate bar over the apple. We move again. Don't have 10 chocolate bars over one apple. You know, we, we can build, we can grow from it. So put yourself in a position where you can, again, draw a line under it, but actually take that bird's eye view and don't get bogged down with one bad day, one bad decision. Um, put yourself in a position where you think long game, you play the long game, and that's another point that we'll come to. Um, but just on the back of that, I think... Especially with things like working from home and stuff, like when you're on this health and fitness journey, it's very easy to to sit with your own thoughts is maybe how I'm trying to phrase this. And what I mean by this is like, if you make a bad decision or something bad happens, it's maybe out of your control or whatever, then it's quite often that you don't really talk to many people. Like say you're at home, your working day is done and you sat at home and you know it's just you and, and you can sort of quickly spiral out of control because you're sort of losing the battle of your own thoughts. So what I would say is if you do have a problem, any problem at all, whatever it is, then speak to someone. And now nothing may come of that, but you just almost purging on them and putting yourself in a position where you can just vent to them, oh, this is my problem. 
it's almost like a weight off your shoulders. Actually, as an added bonus, like I say, when people come see me, you may get a new perspective on it. And you might be like, actually, it's not too bad. So point number two is zoom out. That is how I would bounce back. Zoom out. Is your problem really a problem? Is it worth your bandwidth of stress? Probably not. And if it really is, then we move on and we ask for help or we, or we act on it is how I would see that. So, so far, we've got accept food is food. Enjoy it for what it is. And we've also got, I want you to zoom out. So hopefully two points there that can um, add a little bit of uh, meaning to your to your life and your bad decisions and give you the confidence to know that, you know, and I've done these, you know, I've, I've done them all. This is why I'm speaking about them. And, and hopefully if you can make sense of them, then, then you can put yourself in a position where you can bounce back from those two points. But point number three is that if you've suffered from something, I don't know, again, another hurdle has emerged, whatever's happened in your life, and again, like I said, it's quite easy to get bogged down by this. Then what I would do is rather than look backwards and feel guilty, I would look forwards. And the thing to do with that is actually what's in your calendar? Like have a good look at what's in your calendar and have you got something to look forward to? Now, this can be applied to the day, the week, the month, the year. So obviously this time of year, we're back in the June, people have got holidays to look forward to. If you know, mid-July, couple of weeks time, they're going to be going on holiday for a week. It's an all-inclusive. They can look forward to that and they can almost get by. Um, but you know, we see so many people who don't make time for themselves, who don't give themselves permission to do something for them. So I would say like, what is in your calendar that's for you? And again, if that's a day, if that's a holiday over the next month or so, whatever, but you know, on the weekend, are you doing something nice? Can you arrange to go for a family walk and just switch off from your phone in the office, for instance? Can you do something nice with your kids if you don't feel like you're spending enough time with them? You know, make, make a real effort just to do that. Um, you know, like for me, again, you know, on a Wednesday morning, I'm sat here making a podcast, but what I've also done is Wednesdays are my day. You know, I've got a long working afternoon, but the morning, like I'm happy to have a busy Tuesday because I know Wednesday morning, I don't really have to worry about much. I don't have to set an alarm. That's me time. So no matter how stressful a Monday or Tuesday is or whatever, I know that come Wednesday, I can reset. I can wake up at my leisure. Um, I mean, I'm quite an early bird anyway. I'm up for, you know, even if I don't set an alarm seven. But, you know, I can wake up at my leisure, I'll go downstairs, I'll have a cup of tea. If I've got work to do, I'll do it. If I want to reply to clients, I'll do it. You know, if, if I want to go to the gym, I'll do it. But the point of my Wednesday morning is that it's me time and it's something I can look forward to on a weekly basis. On a weekend, I'll also give myself something to look forward to. Um, again, you know, but if that's a bit of chill out time or if it's actually doing something, I'll do it. But then in terms of like, um, you know, forward thinking, again, like we've got holidays in the calendar, obviously, we've got a honeymoon and wedding coming up, it's quite big, but, you know, I then like stuff I enjoy doing, so Tough Mudders, you know, my fitness events, a High Rocks event, you know, I've got stuff in the calendar that sometimes I'll just look at and be like, oh, I can't wait for that, or, oh, that's come around fast, and actually what you can do is keep your sights on that, um, and that will help massively in terms of headspace. Now, if we're going to apply this to... Um, a bit of a physical sort of perspective, let's say, and, and let's say, what's the example we can use? Running. Let's say that you really want to go running, you know you enjoy it, but you just can't be asked because it's raining and you're not motivated to do it, or even you want to go to the gym and you think, God, it's just, I can't do it today. Then what I would say is if you can have something in your calendar that aligns with that goal. So for me, um, like, like we've got a high rocks book to a bit of a fitness competition at the back end of November. I know that if I don't go to the gym, train for that, I know that if I don't look after clients who are also doing that, 
then the whole day is going to be an absolute write-off and it's probably not going to go very well for anyone. Going to be in a bad mood, I'll feel guilty, da-da-da-da-da. You see how it snowballs. But if I can keep that at the forefront of my mind, if I can keep showing up to the gym like I'm doing, if I can keep everyone motivated and driven and, and positive about the whole thing, then the amazing thing is that every day goes by and I get excited about the next day because I know I'm one step close to achieving this goal. And then, you know, coming back in November, High Rocks is done. And then, like I said, obviously I've got the wedding. I've got um, Tough Mudder in September again. I actually recently did one this weekend in the Midlands, which was good fun. Um, but again, the point is the things in my calendar are the things that keep me going. So if you have suffered from a setback, uh, you're going through a little bit of a hurdle and a barrier's emerged, then can you give yourself something to look forward to in order to break through that barrier and break the mold essentially? So that's point number three. It's put something in the calendar that's going to help you look forwards, not backwards. Point number four, and I mentioned this earlier, so I won't dwell on it too long. Like I said, they may overlap, but play the long game. And the re- the real long game, like I was actually thinking about this when I was walking down to work. Like, well, you know, if someone said to me, why, why are you training? What are you doing? And yeah, it's to stay fit, it's to stay healthy, but like I've only got one life to live and I want to live it as best as I can. Like I will still go to the gym until the day I die. That's the plan anyway, because I want to be the dad. I want to be the granddad, the great granddad who can actually still do all the things I want to enjoy. I don't want to hit an older age and just be sat down, not able to function or reach to the top cupboard because I just can't, I've been so immobile. I want to be able to function right I want to be able to, you know, look after myself if, you know, if a problem occurs. I want to be feel confident and fit and strong to, you know, deal with whatever life's going to throw at me. Um, and I can be in a position there where I can, I, that can be my motivator already. But again, I'm always forward thinking and I'm talking like 10, 20 years, not weeks, months. I am talking, you know, decades really is, is how I really want to see it. I want to be in a position where I can think forward to the next sort of, what, 30 years, how's my life going to look? Yeah, I still want to be in the gym. I still want to be doing my bicep curls. I still want to be running. Why? Because I know that's going to prove to be a, a a life that's filled with longevity, happiness, positivity. I know that how I'm currently feeling, I'm feeling pretty good in myself. Can I keep that up? So I'm playing the long game. So if you do have a bad day, if you do have that again, that hurdle that emerges, then that's one day out of, like I say, 30 years. It's not going to make a big difference, but we try again the next day and the next day and the next day and we keep going until time doesn't allow us to anymore. And that's one thing that I would really sort of encourage every single person to do, whether you're sort of into the gym or not, like, how is your life going to look at retirement age? You know, what what's it? What are you going to achieve? What are your goals? And it's just one to bear in mind. But like I say, one bad meal, one tra- bad training session, one chocolate bar over an apple isn't going to reflect, you know, you as a, as a grandparent, for instance. So that's just one to bear in mind. Now, on the back of this, everyone strives for perfection. So like I say, everyone's after that perfect day, but it never comes. And I think that's where guilt can emerge. And that's where you've got to almost seek this bounce back. But if I just said to you, nobody's perfect, like, and it's not sustainable to have a perfect day, you might, you might be on a bit of a fluke, but I put money on you not being able to keep it up for a week because life will emerge, like I say, so you can never get too bogged down. You've got to be in a position where you can shift that perspective and almost look past whatever barriers emerge. Like I say, that could be work-related, something to do with you as a parent, something, you know, something hasn't gone your way in the gym, you've, 
you've broken your ankle, I don't know, whatever's going to happen to you in life, because something will inevitably happen that's going to try to derail you, and you've just got to stay on path, on track, as much as you can, because we are playing the long game. So, to reiterate the first four points, accept that food is food. I firmly believe that food uh, will be one of the biggest dictators in how you feel, and in turn, that will accelerate your emotions one way or the other. Um, Number two, I want you to zoom out. Um, I want you to put yourself in a position where, like I say, you're almost going to play the long game, but you know, accept that on your journey, this one bad day, decision, week, whatever it's going to be, is not going to reflect your results for life, is how I would see this. Number three is to help us look forward. We're going to um, put something in your calendar and we're going to give ourselves something to look forward to, whether that's fitness related or non-fitness related. Um, you know, like I say, for me, it's quite... Um, you know, fitness events sort of thing. But you know, if it's a holiday, if it's you time, if it's penciling in some family time, whatever it needs to be, I would 100% do it so you can look forward, not backwards. And then that reiterates point number four of playing the long game. And again, what's gonna, what's life gonna bring us in X amount of years time? And that's how you've got to be thinking. You've got to be thinking not weeks, not months, but years and years and years to come um, and that should help accelerate and like I say push you forward to that better life and those better decisions in turn and we're going to cap it off with point number five now I was only going to do four points but I couldn't not share this and to sum it up point number five is how can we bounce back I want you to look at your environment look at your environment now this can be the people you spend time with but also the words that you hear the words that you use you know, everything in your life surrounding you, if you're in your own little bubble and you're looking out at the world, what are you seeing? What are you feeling? What are you hearing? And is it in align with who you are and who you want to be and where you want to go? So for instance, look at the people you're spending time with. Are you someone who gives into peer pressure and they are bringing you down? And like I say, when you're on that fork in the road, are they going to hinder um, you and, and you know then create a snowball effect that derails you from your goals? Um, you know, like I said, I've had to cut ties with people who just didn't align with me because, quite frankly, it's a, it's a waste of time. It doesn't serve me as the best possible person possible. <laughs> what a tongue twister that was. I knew what I was trying to say, but hopefully you got the point from that. But again, like then, we can go as far as to say, like, where I'm spending my time. Like I said, who I'm spending my time with. What am I saying? Like, a point I will use is, since the age of, I would say about 16, I stumbled across motivational videos and... You know, I'm a big fan of the people like David Goggins, Eric Thomas, Les Brown, to name a few. But these are all motivational speakers and every single day, I kid you not, every single day I listen to these motivational speakers. I listen to the words they say, their outlook on life, the stories they have to tell. And, you know, if I'm training, if I'm going to bed, if I'm brushing my teeth, that's just how I get by. I need almost that constant reminder that, Life's going to happen, it's going to be okay, or, you know, whatever motivation I need. So, honestly, if you're struggling, like, one thing I did was I went on YouTube, typed in the trait I was struggling with. So, uh, the one that sticks out to me is, is um, resilience. So, again, this may apply to your bounce back. So, type in on YouTube, resilience, motivational video, boom, and it comes up. Confidence, motivational video. And there are thousands. And you can take your pick and, and you'll find the speaker that sits with you. You'll find the video that really cuts deep. And honestly, that's just my own personal advice. That's something, you know, I'm 27 now. So for over 10 years, I've listened to these videos. I'll listen to them on repeat. I'll find new ones. There's always new ones being uploaded. 
on my Spotify. I've got um, motivational videos saved. You know, I've got all sorts. You know, it's just that's in it's innate. You know, it's etched in me. The words they say, the the outlook they have. In turn, that helps me then train clients. That helps me coach other people. That helps me actually shift my perspective. So that's one thing I'd say, and, and that's what I mean about the words that I'm hearing. But again, like, who do you spend your time with? Are you are you spending time with those sort of leeches, those people who just zap you? Like, do you look forward to spending your time with people, or do you just think, oh my god, I can't be arsed with listening to you witter on about whatever? Like, we've all got those people in our life, and if you're in a position to cut them off. Great. If you're not in a position, it's on the back of that. Kill them with kindness. Try and rise above it. Like you keep being positive. You you almost become that motivational speaker of your own. You rise above it and and watch what happens. But it's very difficult when when you're feeling a little bit negative or whatever you're feeling really to take that approach and take that really positive approach. But it's why we sort of hound it at the confidence project so much because when you say it, you start to believe it, and then seeing is believing. So like. You keep saying it, you keep seeing it. And like I said, for over 10 years, I've, I've you know, embodied these motivational videos, the lines that they say, the words that they use. I feel empowered. I feel fulfilled just listening to that. So what I would say is if, if you are with someone who is, like I say, a bit of a leech, then you you push into them. You you go with this, this positive vibe. Or equally, like I say, burn your bridges. It depends on the situation, of course it does, doesn't it? You know, if you're in a position to do that. But... That's my last point is look at your environment and will it serve as that platform to help you bounce back? So like I said, the people in your life or whatever, or will it not? And if it's not, then how can you change it? How can you help people get on your side? Things like that. So that's just one to consider. And that also may take some big conversations with people, for instance, you know, like let's say your partner isn't on board with you wanting to achieve your fitness goal, they, they don't see the benefit in the gym, they can't be bothered with it, they don't see why you should be eating the good foods and so on, then say like, you know, this is me, this is who I want to become and this is the thing that's going to do it, so I need you with me. Um, and obviously, you know, if they love you, I'm sure they will, but that's one example of many, but you know, you may have to have these conversations in order for in order for you to have this bounce back ability. And then the, the more of these conversations that you can have and the more you surround yourself with, like I say, this positivity, ultimately, you're going to grow so much. So point number five is look at your environment and make sure it's a positive one across the words that you use, the things that you see, the things you hear, and the people you spend time with. So team, a little bit of a waffling episode. Hopefully though, you got the point that there are ways to bounce back. If you are still struggling um, with how you can bounce back, the things you need to do, say, hear, feel, so on and so forth, then drop me a message by all means. I am all ears and we can always troubleshoot these things. Um, but that, they are five things that I've done based on my experience. I'll accept food is food. I've zoomed out. I'll take that zoomed out lens. I will give myself something to look forward to. I'll play the long game. And ultimately, I'm always looking at my environment to make sure it serves me um, as best as possible. So team, go have a phenomenal, I'm going to say Wednesday, but I guess whatever time day you're listening to this if you are it is very much appreciated um if you need anything you know where to find me over on instagram any feedback's always appreciated but go have a phenomenal day because you deserve it